0: What's going on good people of the internet? It is time for OnComicsRounds.com's flagship podcast, panel to panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. We are back once again, once again with episode 61 of this amazing podcast that we have been doing for multiple years now with multiple reboots and multiple different things that we have done. But we are back once again to talk about comic news and comic topics that interest us in the world of nerddom and geekiness uh don't forget folks that you can check out this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, YouTube, um Pandora, Amazon Prime, Amazon Radio and Audible. Um basically wherever you can listen to a podcast, um besides um SoundCloud, we don't we don't support SoundCloud in this house. Um, and soon, depending on how this news story goes and how we're feeling about it, we might even look into Substack because this, this this situation is developing fast and it might be uh, very intri- intriguing for us. But in general, you can follow us on any platform and we will be uh, introducing some, some awesome paid content like bonus episodes and early episodes for folks soon. So get ready for that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. You can also follow us on uh, the website on Comics Ground on Twitter at On Comics Ground. And you can check out the website on dashcomics-ground.com for all of the, the newest reviews, previews, listations for all the newest comic books that are releasing. And my name is James Portis. To my left, we have the woman who is amazingly able to podcast and eat pierogies at the same time. We have Mary. How are you doing today? I'm chewing. <laughs> all oh, right. Sorry, I was chewing. Come
1: on, it's dinner time and I'm hungry.
0: Fair enough.
1: Is it professional? Absolutely not. Am I going to keep doing it? Absolutely. Do you want to know why?
0: Because we're the drunk
1: white girl of comic book podcast.
0: Apparently, yes. Um, to my right, we have the man whose afro grows more luscious by the day. Who is the ultimate girl dad by day and worker by night. We have Travis. How are you doing today? Ah, oh, feeling my smooth skin from our facials yesterday. Love <laughs> it. Uh, all right. We're Although going... her her unicorn mask was cute and terrifying, it was. It looked like I saw the picture of that. I was like, that can't be good for her face. Like there has to be some kind of weird chemical in it.
1: Oh, not at all. Those kind. Is it one of those like disposable masks?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, those are fine. They're just one use.
0: oh Okay. It just like it the the colors in it had me concerned that like chemicals would bleed through, and I was just like, it, it was just concerned. But you know, but anyway, I,
1: I had I used one that made me look like a panda one time.
0: That's awesome. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and dive into some news here before we jump into our main topic. We figured we, after our amazing roast that we had done where we tore uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Marvel Civil War two to shreds we figure we slow down a little bit and talk about some comic book ships and different things like that that uh, are some of our favorites in the comic book landscape from DC and Marvel. But before that, we're going to talk about a few different news articles that have happened recently in the world of comic books, starting with the fact that um, well-known legacy hero Kate Bishop is getting her own new Hawkeye miniseries this fall uh, to tie into the release of the um, uh, uh, Mar- Marvel and Disney Plus uh, series that is releasing, and I don't know how I feel about this because they're taking her from the roots that had been done with um, previous writers and having her leave Los Angeles, which which had became her new home, where her solo book had been and where um, West Coast Avengers had been, and sending her back to her, uh, to New York for just a little stint with a random villain and while i'm excited for more kate content and the potential of it is very intriguing and the fact that we're getting new blood like on, on the book and trying to uh, 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 like get more things going on with uh, new talent i find myself sitting here a why the fuck is the, why the fuck is the book called um hawkeye colon kate bishop like this girl has been hawkeye since 2003 no, it doesn't four, mind you. Doesn't four. And she's had two different mini, two different ongoing series where she was just Hawkeye. And because of this new era where gatekeepers have stepped into the limelight and told Marvel what for, we have to live in the world where now Kate Bishop, a long uh, long running legacy hero, has to be in the same vein of Miles Morales where their name has to be coloned next to their superhero name, because apparently legacy heroes are not supposed to be allowed to progress. And I can't decide how I feel about this. Thoughts. Either let 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 you... Mary go first. Oh let
1: Mary go
0: first? Okay. Oh shit, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> chewing <Chewy>, Travis, <laughs> you go Okay, well, hey, if chewing... you ever
1: had pierogies, they're delicious.
0: I mean they are delicious, you are correct.
1: These are well, potato pierogies that are Ha <laughs> But these are potato pierogies and they were buttered Perfectly
0: Ooh, Okay.
1: Yep so you understand Why that had to take precedent Oh of course Precedents excuse me not precedent <laughs> Um But like you There are aspects that I'm excited for And there are aspects that I really don't know if I like Yes Because we have to upend her character progression So it ties in with the show and th- that's annoying, yes, especially since they took, you know several different books to establish her in Los Angeles
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm annoyed that they're doing the whole Hawkeye colon Kate Bishop because it's just it's annoying it It sounds conditional, you
0: know it's the same thing that happened with the Avengers game recently, where we got Kate Bishop first. And then they still t- titled the expansion pack of her DLC, like Avengers colon Kate Bishop something or, or whatever, rather than Avengers colon Hawkeye. Because in like four more months, they introduced Clint to the game, who basically is just a shadow version of Kate with his own sword and stupid moves and what have you. And that was called Hawkeye Future Imperfect. And it's like, Wow. So y'all really just can't let progression happen, can you? You, re- you really just gotta make it so the legacy characters have to have their name stapled to the fucking thing because we can't move forward. James. James. James, this, James, this, is, this is Marvel.
2: You're not wrong, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is Marvel. On. But it's like... Get a splash! It's so frustrating. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. What you got? No, go ahead. Uh, Okay, where it's like, okay, so in Marvel, they have this really fun and also ridiculous and stupid, moronic habit of splashing progression in their continuity. Mm -hmm. And then, like, whether it be neck beards, comic sales, a combination of the two, they're like, oh, it's gone now. Vault to the vaults, or they'll kill them. Um, Mm -hmm. But. I don't know. I just, it's. I don't know. It, it's kind of the same thing, like when we talked about X twenty three and everyone reacts reacting to her being Wolverine. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, but it's, it's the said, same shit. Like a Marvel. It's it, it, but it's the same shit. But on this this time, it's Marvel imposing the fandom conclusion and it's trash (laughs) honestly just call her Hawkeye or I like give her her own name even like fuck how hard is that
1: I mean and something that I think that bothers me about it is that we're seeing this kind of regression because the adapted material has not caught up to the progression that they've made in the comics so, you know, your average comic book fan, who is, you know, at least mostly Marvel literate, will know that Kate Bishop is Hawkeye. And she is very insistent that she is Hawkeye. She's not Hawkeye 2. She's not the girl Hawkeye. She's Hawkeye.
0: She's been Hawkeye since 2004, when Steve gave her Clint's bow, because he was dead! Like, yeah. I just, ugh, it's so frustrating.
1: I mean, and if you read, uh, what is it, Fractions Hawkeye Run? Yep. Like, that is an amazing book, and Kate Bishop is like, screw you, I'm Hawkeye. But because the MCU is still trying to pretend that Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye is interesting, I don't know. Like, I like comic book Hawkeye, Clint, but, like, I have to over-enunciate that name. I feel like a lot of people do. Clint. Because if not, it sounds, you know... But um, I like him, but, you know, he is more than comfortable sharing the role. And honestly, I think comic book Hawkeye and MCU Hawkeye, they're drastically different figures.
0: Honestly, it's like they they very much tried to make Renner ultimate Hawkeye, but then didn't fully follow through with it and kill his family like they were supposed to. And it just kind of... Sat on the floor and didn't go anywhere.
1: But no, I think because that the MCU hasn't caught up yet, we have to see this annoying regression. Mm. And I'm going to lay a little bit of blame on Sony here as well. With, um, with, uh, um, oh my God. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. That... Admittedly, they were kind of like, hey, Miles is Spider-Man, but, you know, we see the comics have to um, insist that, no, he's Miles, because, I don't know. So That's... it's kind of like the reverse, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and what what bugs me the most is, like, it very... I remember when All New, All Different first happened, it very... And a lot of people's opinions... Of things were what has happened, where they were kind of starting to workshop what was going to be happening in the MCU. Like we've got Mackie now as um Captain America, and that's our next fucking story. We have um uh freaking Natalie Portman coming coming back to play Jane Thor in um. Thor 4. Like, we were trying to get to this point of progression, but because of the controversies that happened because of Neckbeards and Comics Gate and whatnot, we didn't get to go forward. And it's to the point where we're regressing. And it's like, I'm staring at the, the stupid trailer for the Avengers game where Kate was introduced. It's called Operation Kate Bishop Taking Aim. And then Clint comes in later with his expansion, Hawkeye Future Imperfect. And that's what bugs me the most, is that, like, this regression started a year ago. And now it's just continuing into the comics. And it's just like, why? Why are we doing this? Kate's, like, 20-something now in the comics, having been the role for a significant amount of time. And yet, she's been on multiple superhero teams. She's been a superhero with her own solo titles. And it's just like, why are we playing this cat and mouse game where she has to have her name colon to her superhero title? But hopefully the book is good. I definitely will read it because I've always enjoyed Kate since I was always a Young Avengers kid. And like and like Mary, I did tolerate the Civil War too no, the Civil War um, Runaways crossover because Young Avengers was my shit and that's what got me into Runaways. <laughs> so it, it'll be Honestly, interesting to see what happens.
1: I always love it when the Young Avengers and Runaways have to, like, team up for something because you have, you know, upstanding superhero sidekicks and absolute disaster teenagers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I'm going to take a second to lament the shadow cancellation.
0: Yeah, that's, the, the whole let's just take Runaways to the Curb thing is very fucked up on Marvel's part. Well, after, like, some... survive so much. But Typical! Well,
1: I mean, but uh, some friends and I had theorized, and I think Ian and I had too. I mean, that you know, after that it hit its 100th issue, that we were going to see the book go, and you know, if we thought it was at least going to take a few issues later, but it ends in true Runaways fashion on a massive fucking cliffhanger.
2: Yep, <laughs> and
1: and they shadow canceled it, like they just didn't post anything with you know they didn't they just didn't do anything with solicitations and when the book came out they're like oh by the way last issue that's and the same like, shit that okay. they were talking.
0: same shit and, and i hate
1: it and it's and it's like oh zavin's not dead here's the continuation of a plot they started in 2008 mm-hmm. and oh caroline is leaving again chase just got taken to the future oh. you know this is fine you know it's not like chase getting hit by a car and the book ending there which is uh, how the last run ended.
0: They just really don't like to leave Chase on a good note. <laughs> they
1: they don't. They really don't. Like, Future Gert came back, grabbed Chase, took him to the future. Carolina's going back to space and Nico gives her the Staff of One. Because, right. you know, she's in the midst of possession and whatnot, and anytime Nico has stepped out of the Runaways, it's been essentially to get to the Staff of One. You know, she's in an A-Force, uh, she used it in, um, Avengers Academy. I mean, uh, um, Avengers Arena, excuse me.
2: I hate that talk book so Avengers. much.
1: But I mean, you know, that's <laughs> her big thing and it has an evil wizard in it and it's trying to take possession of her. And so she gives the staff to Carolina and says, take it and don't come back with it. Damn. So like... What what's gonna happen when somebody wants to stick Nico somewhere and then she magically has the staff... Oh, god. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, like, it's fine. Like this, we... this is, like, my 20th Runaways cancellation and it just hurts.
0: I feel you. Ooh, Mary, that might... Avengers Arena might be a good roast one day.
1: Oh, that would just be like forty-five minutes to an hour and a half of me crying. Like, Honestly, right?
0: Because I remember when that book. Came I don't want to expose.
1: I don't want to expose Travis to that because I would. Because I bought that fucking book, I would go every new issue and I would sit there and read it at the counter while I was paying for it, and I would die inside as I was well, paying I, for it. I gave I the money for that. <laughs>
0: And the worst part is he'd have to read Avengers Academy beforehand. That way, he isn't that confused.
1: <laughs> I mean, not really. They get kidnapped from the school. Bing, bang, boom.
0: That's fair. Travis, oh,
1: I- have you ever? Travis, have you ever seen the uh, Japanese movie Battle Royale?
0: I think Travis is dead. I think I actively avoided that. <sighs> have, you, here, have you? Have you seen hear that? Me? Hello. Yeah. Yes, you're here. Yeah,
1: we can hear you. Have you seen uh, Battle
0: Royale? I'm, okay, I think I've actively avoided that. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, it's basically like Battle Royale, but with a bunch of Marvel teenagers. They get kidnapped, stuck on a lovely planet called Murder World, and are made to fight to the death.
0: It's very yeah. strange. That sounds...
1: Awful, because the book is just, like, narratively. awful. Also, what
0: happened... Oh, what's going on with this thumbnail that I just witnessed in chat? Uh, we, we, we that later we 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 talked about this before the show. We talk we don't know like, like Yeah, no. Anyway, um, what moving, is happening? We, we talked about this before the show, Travis. You just weren't paying attention. Anyway, um, moving on. Um, we are going to uh, move into our next topic because obviously we uh, both myself, Mary, and Travis agree that K Bishop. Being having to have her name stapled to her uh, superhero codename is stupid, and but thankful hopefully the book is good and we will see progress occur. And hopefully, Haley Steinfeld isn't horrible in the role.
1: She'll do really well. I think she she's real talented.
0: Yes. Oh Lord. Anyway, Travis, um, in our next story, yeah, Travis. <laughs> he's right, but I hate it. Um, you know, you know what? Oh, no. no, you know what? I'm going to put it on blast. Cause, cause I because I want to, I want to speak on it. I want to speak on it. You know what? Fine. We, we got to do it real quick. So for those who don't frequent, uh, the, uh, the internet, um, uh, there was a new story. I'm not going to link it. I'm not going to like throw shade at the writer. Cause he, he, he definitely did a good job of retracting it after the fact. Um, there was a, like, a situation where. Well-known dumbass and um, rejected comic book ar- uh, artist and stupid idiot who needs to go away, uh, Mr. Ethan Van Sciver, come come at me, motherfucker! You can come on my show and I'll holla at you. Um, had the audacity to do an entire live stream where he tried to say that D- he had the insider scoop that su- uh, Superman was going to be made gay and that everyone needed to listen to him. So, any casual nerds out there who were super excited about more diversity, would just to it like for dear life so random um lgbtqia um news site caught wind of it and ran with it because they're like oh this guy knows about the comics the comics and whatnot and then i immediately emailed them and fixed it because you got me fucked up, Ethan. If you think I'm going to let you come, in, up, come up in my house and talk some shit like that, you better get your shit right. I don't care if you think that fucking Jim Lee is talking to you himself and saying that Batman is going to be gay. I will run you out of town if you think you, were a t- you and your stupid cyber frog book are going to walk up in here and, and talk like you got some sense. Because you ain't got none. Get out of here. Anyway.
1: How do you really feel, James? <laughs>
0: I'm tired of it bro, like between episodes of uh, 58 where we fucking smash the comics gate bot accounts and the past like seven years, uh, five years, five years, because we came out in 2016. Five years of these yeah, dumbasses being the up in our fucking comics fucking bitching about diversity and fucking talking about, oh, we got our fucking Indie Go-Go's and our, our better comic books than SJW Marvel, fuck off. like. It, like, like, no one cares anymore. Like, y'all talking this shit. Like, y'all matter. You're a bunch of fat white nerds that have no brain cells because you think that wh- freaking milk bread fucking Hal Jordan or anybody else that you want to throw into the mix. Because I had more fucking Hal Jordan defenders in my tw- my Twitter DMs this week, which that was fun. But in general, it's just I hate it, and I want them to die. And if they don't quit harassing comic creators because you think they're too SJW for you. You gonna hear from me because I'm tired of it. Uh. Anyway, next moving story. Uh, another one of of, of comics' gates no, no, most no, no, hit. No, no,
1: no, no, no. If we're putting this on blast, I'm putting Travis on blast.
0: Oh, Travis, go for it.
1: No, because Travis posted Uh-oh. in the Discord that you think Clark, uh, you think Clark is a bottom. Oh,
0: Clark is totally a bottom. What the fuck do you mean? I Look mean, at like, Bruce is holding this motherfucker's head. That's bottom behavior. First of all, the the, the thumbnail well, is I fan mean, art on Clark's part. The 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 picture is fan art, but 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 Mary, you know that Lois Lane is the most strong independent woman in the entire like human I would I would bet
1: money she pegs him.
0: I was say like Clark is a bottom. Like, I I would bet money. Yes, no. Clark is very. She got the kryptonite strap. You know. Oh yes, most (laughs) most definitely. Like, like for a fact. Like, like, like we're kind of skipping to our shipping topic here in a minute. But like, it's very obvious that Clark is a bottom. Like, just from the way, like when he is Clark and he has the glasses on, he's like, um, Lois, um, I'm just looking out for your best interest. And she's like, I can't at Smallville. Like, it's it's so obvious. Like, even when he is, like, being super, like, power Superman about it. Like, nah, man. You know for a damn fact that Lois is pulling out the strap well, on his ass. So, also, also, you need to think about it like this, too. Like, Clark is the epitome of, like, the super fucking buff guy that's very delicate with things that he can break. Mm, because for yeah. Clark, that's everything. <laughs> that's very true. And
1: honestly, and honestly, giving up that control...
0: Oh yes! Cause the man can break the fucking world. Imagine if he lets somebody break him. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, we've we've divulged into things that are that are for later in the episode.
1: Okay, but- <laughs> um, so panel to panel consensus, Lois leg pegs Clark can.
0: Oh god, that's gonna <laughs> be a fucking Pegs Clark Kent, and Clark loves fucking it. loves it.
2: Oh, absolutely. She throws
0: his ankles behind his ears. (laughs) 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 God damn it. Oh my God. So is that going to be the title of the fucking episode at this point? Because Jesus fucking Christ. Oh Um, (laughs) Could could we even get away with that? I would like to add that even if she's not pegging him, they probably bone Amazon style. I mean, yeah. I mean, like if if if, if, if Lois loves Clark or, <laughs> or, Lo- or Lois and Clark, the the the, the series would be a title. I mean, Lois pegs Clark could totally be a thing.
1: I mean, I'm sorry. Now I just have the image of like Clark bent over, Lois pegging him, and like Diana off to the <laughs> side with like a whistle, you know, trying to coach her Amazon style.
0: Oh, perform, Lois. Move fall. your left foot six degrees to the right. <laughs> I can't. Okay, all right. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this road back on track here. So. This episode's gonna get weird, uh, y'all. Oh, uh, especially when we get to the ship section.
1: Fanfic fanfic writers, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) Okay, so moving back over to the Marvel side of things before we dive into the the shipping. Um, It was reported, as we sort of dove into, and fuck you, Comicsgate, I will uh, be happy as hell about this for the rest of my life. Anthony Mackie has officially signed on to be um, Sam Wilson in Captain America 4. We entitled not existing yet but in general this is great it was basically confirmed at the end of uh fucking falcon and the winter soldier that it was going to be a thing but in general this is awesome and that's all i got to say about it um i've i've been super excited for sam cap ever since rick Remender made it happen and i think that's awesome that he's getting his own movie and it's a bit a big um fuck you to any white man who wants to throw shade at me have a nice day um, Travis, Mary, any opinions or any agreeances on on your part?
1: I mean, yeah, I'm excited. Yes, I just like I don't think you said there's really nothing I can add because I do agree with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Travis, I think Travis is dead. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't a very controversial topic with us.
2: You, <laughs> right. well, I, mean, I mean
0: I mean true, but the, mean, nec- the, the next one's gonna be, uh, I mean, yeah, but like the next topic's gonna be me and Mary yelling at the sky, so I, I want you to be in in the conversation before me and Mary are hopping up and down, so um, are you excited?
1: both of you to assume <laughs> that Travis won't be excited
0: well he ha like he, he has a pay attention, so I don't think that he'll like uh, know what's going on until we explain it to him, so like, yeah, I'm very much disconnected from grapevines. Exactly. So, moving on to our next topic. Now that we all agree that Sam getting his own movie is amazing. Hey, um, hey, 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 Travis. Um, so, y- you 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 like Birds of Prey, right? Yeah, of course. Um, you 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 you, you like <laughs> you, you 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 liked uh, Lovecraft Country. Yes, I did. Okay, Black so Canary if, movie? Because I did hear about this. Okay, yeah. So, what if I told yes. you the, the, the writer of Lovecraft Country is going to be writing the script for a Black Canary movie starring um, Journey Smollett Bell? Then I would say her name is Letitia fucking Lewis. <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: okay. yeah. It's, see, here's the thing <laughs> is that I have. I have, you know, pulled out the corkboard. I've got the yarn. I am full conspiracy theory at this point. There were a series of emojis that Misha Green put up. And many of them indicated that there could be more than just Black Canary. And Journey Smollett, um, well, she actually got divorced, so it's just Journey Smollett now. Um, She, uh, you know, she's mentioned in the past that she really wants this character in a Black Canary project. So fingers crossed, we could be getting Lady Fucking Shiva.
0: Oh snap! Oh snap! And I, love I mean, like- fucking time. Oh, I'm so high. Which means honestly, maybe we could- get to introduce her as Cassandra's mama. Yeah. Ooh. So
1: I'm sitting here polishing up a Twitter thread of all of the women that I think would be amazing as Lady Shiva.
0: Bro, imagine the idea of, like, Journey, like, coaching Cassandra. Who? Hold up. I forgot her name for a second. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, yo. And I love how Misha, Journey, and G- Gail Simone are all on Twitter. just. Like, now when.
1: Yes. Okay. I-, I can support that.
0: Oh, I mean, given what she's done recently in Star Wars, yeah, I could co-sign her being Shiva. I, I could co-sign that, yeah. I'll be completely honest, she's the only fucking choice for Lady Shiva. Like, ah, do a- it. Do it now. I
1: mean, there's insert coming. Mulan joke here, I
0: guess. Yeah, like that. That that's an easy pick. To, plus, she's already been like in other properties and shit. So like, that's an easy grab. But like, there's so many amazing up and coming um like a- Asian American people that that like could totally uh, kill that role. So like, yeah. But like, okay. I just like, realized yeah.
1: that I don't know if my list of fan casts are women I want to play Shiva or women that I want to kick my ass. Oh my god! Because I feel like the there's a very. I feel like Travis understands that there is a very fine line between that.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I think uh Olivia Chen would probably be another really good choice now that I think about it. Um, and she's not of much fame, so that would be probably some a probable grab now that I think about it. Honestly, if fucking Gemma Chan went back over to if Gemma Chan wouldn't have went back over to fucking um Marvel for Eternals, I would have said Gemma Jane would have been great for Lady Shiva. See,
1: I also I also like the idea of Constance Wu because apparently Constance Wu is a diva and we all know Shiva's a diva. Yeah. That, that could I also work. Think I, just, I, I also think I just want Constance Wu to kick my ass. <laughs> I tried to watch Hustlers, but I didn't make it through Hustlers because I'm pretty sure I passed out halfway through the film and then woke up during the credits.
0: Damn. Stepped your game up.
1: I'm sorry. When Jennifer Lopez I feel like comes Constance out, Wu, and
0: like doesn't have that, she doesn't have that angry. Like I'm gonna real. fuck you up by looking at you face. Nah, Costas you know, Wu could do it. Like Costas Wu could totally pull off Sheba. I, I know she could.
1: But uh, like, I think she's probably just a little too old for the role. Um, at this point, I'm not 100 percent sure how old because I know she's into. She's in her fifties at this point. But with cast being, you know, as old, it, the numbers would have to line up strangely. But honestly, my ultimate fan cast for Lady Shiva, and this might be the basic bitch choice, but it's always been Lucy Lou.
0: I knew you were going to fucking say that.
1: I mean, See, like, I thought my come first choice now.
0: was the basic bitch choice, but damn. <laughs> I'm pretty, I know, so, I'm pretty super... sold on Constance Wu, I'm not gonna lie cause She fits the, the Shiva Bill very well I'm not gonna lie
1: And she, and Constance Wu can pull off Shiva's bitch look Really well Oh
0: definitely, definitely
1: Cause like when Shiva just kind of glares at you
0: mm-hmm. Now, now here's the thing There have been um, Requests and Possibilities That Oliver Queen Could be black because of Journey being a black black canary who y'all think could be a really good Oliver Queen? Because I, I feel like this could be a reckoning here.
1: Like, like, a specifically black Oliver Queen? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to bring back Stephen Amell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've failed this casting. Yes! That's <laughs> the one time that joke could be valid. Like Truly
1: it, the only... Criteria I genuinely have for the physical characteristics of a Green Arrow is that give me the goddamn goatee already,
0: bro. Not like, like, like give me the goatee and give me somebody who knows how to tell a fucking joke. And and I'm bro, I, I, Olivia Munn. A... That's another good one. Sorry, Ooh, Olivia Bunn, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> nah, I yeah. mean she was she was, she was already Silock though. Like
1: uh... she did well as Silock. Those though. movies I mean... were
0: garbage. That's very true. Those movies were horrible. But like
1: Tra- Travis we have to take like the justifications where we can.
0: Yes. So um.
1: and I'm sorry, I will give <laughs> Olivia Munn credit for stuffing herself into a comic book accurate costume cuz yes. that thing looks uncomfortable because it her does. tits are all smushed like and like I you know I have I have those <laughs> and I I know how much pressure. She says I have those. <laughs> like yeah, I know how easily some certain pressure can hurt. And you know that that was uncomfortable.
0: But no.
2: I'm She's sorry. I, I I just love
0: the term of going, like, I have those. Like, that was such a clean statement. I love that. Um, But no, in general, you yeah, know, I think a black Oliver Queen would be very influential. And the idea of a black ph- philanthropist who goes through alcoholism but can still crack a fucking joke because... Here's the controversial opinion, guys. And it's true. Whether you like it or not, Stephen Amell was not Oliver Queen. Stephen Amell was just Bruce Wayne in a, in a green leotard. And it's sad because you know, all the casuals ate it up because they like Batman. When in reality, the closest thing we've ever had to a live-action Green Arrow was Justin Hartley on Smallville. Uh, small okay, so blue. I'm gonna hate train, <laughs> so but you need to get I train. have a a pretty that. good fan cast for Black Oliver Queen. Hit me Damson Idris. I don't know okay. if you guys watch snowfall or not, okay,
2: okay,, yeah. I'm
1: unfamiliar, so let me do some light googling
0: some light googling <laughs> I mean, okay, I can see it. I can definitely see it, yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah. He's got the smirk. It's the yeah. smirk. Yeah, it's the smirk. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know who he is.
0: You know, he could definitely pull it off, for real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's dope. So, you yeah, know, um, one thing... I think my one request, even if we don't get, like, Oliver or anything like that in this movie, I think my one request... Is yes, I understand that we're getting a lot of Justice Society tie ins in the Black Adam movie for no fucking reason. Um, we've already hinted at the fact that, um, Journey's mom or Dinah's mom was a thing before Birds of Prey as a superhero, so mm-hmm. m- more JSA or like uh seven soldiers of victory type tie-ins please because like that'd be really fucking dope to see like a black freedom fighter woman with 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 canary uh voice powers like like in in the old time that'd be really fucking dope so if you could give me some of that please misha i would appreciate that and like maybe maybe some like justice society tie-ins too to like connect black adam and her Let me kind of dope wouldn't it yeah let's do that please thank you
1: i also just vote we avoid the whole putting the mother's brain into the daughter's body thing. Oh,
0: God. Please, yeah, don't the sil- do
1: that. The Silver Age was weird. I yes, hate it the Silver Age. I
0: was so weird. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, no, that, that's my one request is like, if, 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 if we've already tapped the dime, that was the legacy of Black Canary, I would pretty, I would very much request that we continue to do so because you already hinted at the idea. There could have been a black woman, freedom fighter, Black Canary. I, I, I need this to be a thing, please. Thank you. Um, I can we- also
1: see them um just doing a Canary focus for maybe a first installment and then bringing Oliver in for a second installment.
0: Like a like a Nick Fury like end of the movie teaser, and then like a two coming around with like both of them. That'd be kind of yeah.
1: Strange. I mean, they always want to make the sequel, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I could, I could see them holding back Oliver until the sequel,
0: mm. because
1: I and admittedly I do fear that having Oliver in a Black Canary movie, the heavy temptation would be to make it a Green Arrow movie.
2: Yeah,
0: that's true. I mean, I think that's the other problem that we have is like we're banking on the fact that Journey can carry a project because she can carry a project, and like Dinah doesn't have a whole lot of solo content, and that's the problem. He that does. That's what I keep saying about these, these properties that we want to bank on because we know the the actor can carry a project. We don't have enough material. That's why the Naomi show was gonna struggle. That's why the Black the Black Lightning show struggled and we and it failed and fell to the ground. That's why we know that unless Misha Green pulls enough shit out of her ass to make a, a spectacular show, which we know she's capable of doing, like this is gonna struggle. So they I need th- give her enough background here.
1: I mean, and as someone who has it's, it's, read. It's, 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 all of Birds of Prey and has given Chuck Dixon money. This was before, in the before times.
0: In the before times, um, a long ago.
1: Even in Chuck Dixon's Birds of Prey, there are a lot of canary only things. Because the Birds of Prey originally was just Dinah and Barbara. Yeah. Um, Helena was actually added by Gail Simone when she took over the book. So mm-hmm. it was originally just the two of them. So, what they could do is take some of the Dinah only moments and just kind of combine that into source material because Shiva would pop up periodically. I could also see them maybe bringing in Cheshire. Ooh,
0: that'd be cool. Because
1: there's a hilarious issue where they got to do some shit. So, Dinah has to team up with shiva and cheshire and you know shiva and cheshire fucking hate each
0: other and they're all
1: three sitting next to each other on a plane is the funniest goddamn thing
0: and i mean like yeah that could be awesome actually (laughs) i would love that well and one thing we can definitely bank on is that misha green is a very well-read and researched Oh yes, like. she is. Yes, she is. Showrunner is at least from Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. And it's she has a lot easier job than Black Lightning or Naomi are gonna have because Naomi's got yes. nothing total issues. Once they get past that, what are you gonna do? At least in a movie, they can kinda localize one significant arc and maybe pull mm-hmm. some stuff from other places and then be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which which we know Misha Green is definitely capable of. Yeah, especially when the Lovecraft Country book is one small novel, and they took a lot of stuff from just Lovecraft in general and made it into an amazing product that that she had an entire second season ready and ready to go before HBO Max canceled it. So and I that, know-
1: Honestly, with like the success of, sorry, sidebar, with the absolute success, of it makes no sense.
0: It does not, and it pisses me off so much. That show was amazing. And it, and, like, yeah. like they
1: canceled it, and then awards season came around, and like, we're just going to throw a bunch of nominations at it. Nah.
0: And then, like, what's even funnier is the fact that, like, you, you walk into a Walmart and the box, to, like, for Lovecraft Country says the complete first season as if they had every intention of continuing it. And then they just didn't. And they right. make you so upset. But, no. Nah. So, that is definitely our opinions on the Black Canary movie. Um, very excited all around. Um, we can't wait to see that uh, come to fruition. Um, Journey to Millett, and you have a Michigreen. You both have Mo- the warmest of uh, ex- extended uh, welcomes to come on to panel to panel and speak to us while we geek out and freak the fuck out. So please join us one day. Um, the last topic of the evening before we devo- divulge into our uh, main discussion is the ever-evolving situation with comics. Not comics, like, like, like Substack where multiple comic writers and comic creators have begun flocking to this new platform called Substack, where originally it was pitched as a newsletter-type um a website where any type of creator or writer could uh, come onto this website and create a newsletter for fans and even produce some kind of paid content. Then, um, through the, uh, the assistance of, I believe, let me double-check that, Because I believe it was with the assistance of um, (coughs) Captain America, America Sam Wilson, and Spider-Man writer Nick Spencer um, being a liaison on behalf of the company. They were able to bring in a great deal of comic book writers to begin to create their own works as a subscription-based products on the website and we've seen a multitude of different creators start uh, going over to the uh, the, the system uh, from the likes of salad and ahmed to um scott snyder and then the, the two biggest ones of note for the past few weeks have been Jonathan Hickman saying he's going to leave his run on the X-Men for a substack created title. And then James Titan IV leaving Batman to go create a substack title. And I find myself intrigued, very much intrigued by, by this possibility, that a subscription-based service could be stepping into the arena as an, a personally creator-based indie-funded platform. We've seen the likes of Kickstarter uh, for the past few years now be an amazing source for creators to fund their projects and make these things come to life, but for a subscription-based type of platform to be able to give creators a new outlet um, to explore their uh, their products, especially with the dawning of... Uh,
1: Sorry, I choked.
0: Oh, I thought you uh, were making a... My like, laughing is something. I apologize. Um oh, I'm a vape. Oh, okay. Um, but no, with the recent developments we've heard from the Marvel end of things, where any creator that has their product turned into a source of media is handed a very um not worthwhile check and a thank you. Um it is very intriguing to me at least the possibility that these creators could be creating a whole new avenue for people to enjoy their work. And I don't know if DC or Marvel, given the current pandemic, is prepared for the development of this kind of platform. They were already sort of side-eyeing the indie platform service when it came to Kickstarter and whatnot, and even the the development of things that, like, Scott Snyder has been doing, where he has been creating multiple different indie books with Dark Horse, with Amazon Exclusives, uh, and such, Amazon Originals, mind you. And now we're dealing with the idea about God damn it, Mary, um, the the idea, <laughs> th- the idea that um, these creators could be stepping out on their own feet rather than being under a publishing platform. Um, this could be awesome and very concerning for the big two. And I, I, I and Mary is the historian of us all. And I have been very intrigued to hear her opinions on this on the air, because this is a interesting topic, say the least.
1: Um I think quite honestly, given the age of the internet that we are in and how independent projects and not even just comic books, but like, you know, self-published novels, crowdfunding for like films, uh, you know, short films feature films i i think i've even seen like some television pilots that are being crowdsourced and i think when we look at it in terms of comic books this is basically just what happened in the early 90s but on the internet because in the early 90s we saw a lot of the guys from the 70s and 80s break off and form their own tiny little publishers you know the foremost of those being image and honestly i think this is just that with this current crop of writers that you know you had major i mean the the biggest example is you know jim lee was marvel's golden boy
2: mm-hmm. he
1: could jim lee could do no wrong at marvel and they sniped him for image
2: yeah that's true
1: and and honestly with some creators leaving the big two It is disappointing, you know, as fans of some of them, it is disappointing. But at the same time, I do think it's necessary because we need to get new voices in these characters to change perspective and ultimately have the characters grow. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: That as much as, you know, I like, you know, insert creator on insert character, they can't just write the character for decades. I mean, you're not you're not always going to stumble on a Chris Claremont who's going to constantly take the X-Men in new directions. So I, I feel like somebody like Claremont is an exception rather than the rule. But, you know, Tinian, uh, Tynan, has done his damage work on Batman and the Bat properties. And I think, look, I'm still salty.
0: It's it's, it's a back and forth thing. We're like, there's a lot of good with Tynan. And then there's like those few spots where it's like, what did you do? Yeah. I'm so but, glad I, mean, I stopped reading, like, right at the end of Good tine
1: I mean, look, Kate made the right decision, but she was in a fragile state with the general comic audience. You
0: killed Basil for no reason.
1: He's not even dead, and there was a reason.
0: It was so stupid, though.
1: Because he was gonna- No, 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 I will defend my girl as the day is long.
0: Okay, but like-
1: He was going to lose control. And Cassandra would not have been able to get out in time before he killed her. So he, Kate did it to save not only Cass, but the rest of the city.
0: M- Mary, are you really going to come between your two girls right now? Because you have Kate and, Cass- and Cassandra against each other where Cassandra literally tore off Kate's that, image, a like that symbol. I know, right? Right, right. Um, Kate tore off uh, <laughs> <but> Cassandra <laughs> tore off Kate's fucking insignia and said, this shit means something. And walk the fuck away because she killed Basil. Are you real? Like, we're, we're doing a crossover in, like, three weeks to talk about Titan's Run. So, like, we can talk about it then. But, like, come and on now.
1: Kate, Kate made the right choice. I yeah. disagree. Because... You know, they did some hand-wavy nonsense of, oh, we always find a better way. Like, okay, what would have been the better way at that point? Because Bruce is perfectly fine letting the kids die. He's perfectly
2: fine
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, Oh, yeah, you know. And, you know, what would he have done? You know, Cass would have been killed and he would have, you know, you know, angrily brooded at Basil and it would have been this whole big thing. Kate made the decision. That no one else could at the time. Honestly, I see it akin is to Wonder Woman snapping Max Lord's neck.
0: Oh, man. That, she, that, that, oh. Made,
1: she made the decision that no one else could or no one else
0: would. Oh, bro. That, you, you you just tied two different things together and I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs>
1: And, like, it's the same thing. It really is, that in order to cause widespread, you know, to uh, prevent the cause of widespread devastation and death, they sacrificed part of themselves. Kate would rather Cassandra hate her and live than cast die because Kate did nothing. And I think that's a conscious choice a lot of people would make, is that, you know, I would rather someone hate me and be alive and you know instead of you know them dying and i have to live with the fact that i could have done something and i didn't
0: i'm so torn because i want to say you're wrong but i know part of part of me knows you're right and i hate that
1: and 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 it kind of it boils down to you can't look at that singular moment in isolation you have to compare it to the bizarre family meeting that Bruce calls afterwards. I love where that Bar- meeting
2: so much. Where
1: Barbara summarily bends him over yes. and just lets him have it. Like Barbara rips every argument of his apart and he knew she was going to.
0: And I love how Jason defended Kate like, yo, dog. I'm not gonna say shit against her. Like that was so clean. That was so clean. But um, we will be discussing this in a few weeks uh, with with uh, during a crossover, and we will say we will save the rest of this conversation for then. But in general, uh, Mary it can, did nothing wrong. <sighs> Here we go. But
1: anyway, to my to my original point. To my original point. <laughs> I think this um, this move to Substack. I think it is akin to creators breaking off and forming their own tiny publishing companies. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it was somewhere where they could do what they wanted with, you know, minimal restrictions. They don't really have, you know, you know, Big Daddy Disney or Big Daddy Warner Brothers kind of glaring down at them, telling them what they can and can't do. This is the opportunity for them to do whatever. But this way, you know, they can contract people on like an issue by issue basis, if you will.
2: Mm hmm.
1: That, okay, you know, if I didn't get along with, you know, the editor I had for, you know, this chapter or this issue, I can just find someone else. So I think it also gives them flexibility in their own schedules and who they work with.
0: That is definitely true.
1: And I feel like with crowdfunding, there is a bit more fan engagement that, you know, you're, you're going to. If you think a certain reward or, you know, backer reward is good enough, you're going to give that little extra. You're not going to pay the one time fee, you know, to pre order it, as it were.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I think th- this will be damaging for comic shops, absolutely. But oh, totally, yes. We're seeing um, comics move primarily online and, you know, print kind of taking a back door to it.
0: Yeah, and one thing that I've noticed, and what kind of what somewhat bothers me is the fact that there's been no, and I, I would love to hear a creator's take on this, and I might even reach out to one for their take. Is there's a lack of concern for the comic shop? There is a like, whereas we had things like Comicsology developing, where if you bought a book digitally, you could buy it through a I even mean, your comic book store storefront and use it as an option to fund your store and keep it afloat with uh, with amazon only taking a certain amount but now we're running into an issue where essentially creators are distort- are creating web comics and granted web comics are valid and are an amazing source of entertainment for many but there's no um i, I don't want to say respect i think the better word is a lack of thought in regards to where the art the, the art form came from and i don't want to like sound like oh you ratting kids and your newfangled technology that's not what i'm saying at all because i love reading digital books but at the same time one thing that i always say at the end of the show is support your local comic book shop and growing up i didn't have one near me and only till i just recently moved back to my hometown did i find out that one sprang up while i was gone And that's an amazing feat that a comic book store can develop from nothing in a new modern age. So, I would definitely love... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was Uh, going to say, uh... I think... (laughs) Go ahead.
1: (laughs) I said I was going to say that I think it's less about they don't, you know, have affection or respect or, you know, whatever for comic book shops... I think, it, honestly, it's just a matter of financial necessity. Of course, because yeah. prior to Because prior to the age of the internet, and honestly, after kind of like the fall of the new Stand Edition, comic book shops, you know, they functioned as specialty shops. Creators and the big two publishers needed comic book shops to sell their merchandise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That, you know, if you were walking into a comic book shop, you know exactly what you're going to get. And so, you know, we would kind of lean that way because they would, you know... And I worked in a shop, and shops have to market the books because we need to make back the money that we spent getting the product from the publishers. Of course. So, I think at this point, that's not really necessary. That a creator can now market themselves purely online. And, you know, cultivate and cater to their fan base purely online that they don't have to play the publisher shop game anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, uh, we're seeing more creators pulling back and, you know, I've seen some that are restricting themselves to online projects only.
0: Oh, definitely. And, and, and granted, I'm definitely of the belief that this is a great thing for those creators and you taking control of your work and doing your own thing is great. That's why I, I phrased what I said the way I did, because it is a lack of thought because they're trying to preserve their own work and make their own living. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, it's, yeah,
1: it, it's cheaper.
0: Yeah, most definitely.
1: You don't have to spend money to print up promotional posters or, you know, little things here and there, you know. It it's cheaper because mm. you they're quite literally cutting out the middleman. And it is both understandable from a functional, financial and honestly moral perspective. But at the same time, it's also heartbreaking because comic book shops are how so many of us Got were pulled this. into um, the industry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, granted, there is an absolutely there's there's a part of me that is absolutely paranoid. I'm one of those people that says, "Okay, I need a physical copy of this because what happens the day Comicsology shuts down?" You know,
0: exactly, exactly. That's the one thing I, like, I've always feared. Yes
1: like if there's a series of a tv show or something that i want i I will buy the blu-ray set and because you know like and you know i've had people tell me like oh it's on thus and so streaming service and i'm like okay what am i supposed to do when it's off thus and so streaming service
0: exactly we live in an age where hbo max is taking off freaking space jam 2 and suicide squad in the next few like weeks months because they have a filtering system where they keep uh, rotating their content similar to what Netflix used to do. And, well, yeah, and, and what and they're now doing, is like... oh,
1: they're taking off Space Jam and Suicide Squad because that would be the end of the theatrical release.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. And
1: then what they're doing afterwards is then they're putting it up for um, purchased rental, you know, per- for digital rental.
0: That's stupid. Which... I hate that.
1: It it like from what I understand. Are it's they really running... doing that? Yes. Yes, because they started that with Wonder Woman eighty four.
0: But see that that's almost like the reverse of what they should be doing. Because Amazon and Disney Plus kind of like like coined of what you really should do, especially with Amazon at the beginning of the pandemic, where they were just like, yo, you want this pay 20 bucks, 30 bucks. No, I don't give a fuck. And then when the theatrical release is over, then the, the the ability to purchase goes away. And then when after a few months, then they're like, Hey, here's this product available for streaming. That makes more sense than doing the reverse, which is, Hey, here's it for free. Then later you can get it for a rental. That's like literally the reverse.
1: it damn near doubled HBO Max subscriber numbers. That's why they did it. Because prior to the release of Wonder Woman 1984, the app was struggling. It did not get as many subs as they thought it would out of the gate. So then they Mm. made the decision to move their entire 2021 film slate um, to the app. Because, you know, A, pandemic, B, boosting numbers, and it paid off. Like, you know, there are multiple uh, Warner Brothers releases that I have watched here at home. I have not gone to a movie theater in over a year. Hell, I don't even think the theaters in my city are open. And you would have to pay me to step foot into a theater. I'm fully vaccinated, but no, 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 no. But the fact that people had the option to sit at home and watch new releases the same day they come out safely from their couch... And it was a conversation I had with Victoria. She made a point about this. She said, you know, here's because we she and I got into a conversation of what would happen if, you know, once um, the pandemic finally wanes down or hits like an endemic stage. Like, what would, you know, we do about films that released on apps but didn't release in theaters? It's like, well, if you watch it on the streaming service or the app or whatnot. You know, there are a lot of people who would be like, I really enjoyed this in my living room. I kind of want to go see it on, like, a 30-foot screen, you know? Yeah. So, no, the reason why HBO Max has done that was to boost their sub-numbers, and it has worked gloriously.
2: It's
0: very interesting, yeah.
1: Because they also disabled their free trial.
0: Yeah, I saw they did that when Wonder Woman hit. They disabled the free trial, yeah.
1: And... And even just from my own tiny little section of the internet, I saw a lot of people get at least the one month of HBO Max for Wonder Woman. And then they're kind of like, oh, okay, you know, they they, they find other things on the app. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, where they are shooting themselves in the foot is the fact that for some reason, I don't know, Warner Brothers is dumb. They keep a lot of their shit U.S. only.
0: That is what would literally like, biting them in the ass, Yeah
1: because there was also a lot of piracy for wonder woman 84 and i'm seeing it again for the suicide squad is mm-hmm. that you know held the snyder cut was probably the most pirated thing on that damn streaming service
0: Yep, you know, hell black but, widow itself like with black widow with disney plus the minute that you they put that up for purchase like all the pirated sites already had it yeah okay
1: but wow, we, so like no developers. not not to derail not to derail or you know whatever but that's why hbo max is doing what they are
0: mm-hmm. is, so you know yeah um travis now that we've uh, had like five different conversations because this is what me and mary do what is your opinion <laughs> you know, on the idea of um like comic readers taking to their own platform uh, versus being uh with a, a specific publisher I think that's perfect. I think it's it's something that it kind of expresses to not only like the fans but the publishers that it's the the creators that are like holding the weight and doing the work. And with creative freedom, maybe maybe we can finally see some of these writers really, really, really shine. Mm. You know, because it, it's it's different than you know doing like a. Hey, I, I, we need you to do a, a Batman story where Joker steals all of his money. Make it good. It's <laughs> like your main freaking like point that you keep using. I find it hilarious. Um, Why but not? But that's like that's, that's like two weeks in a row you've made that same reference to the Batman run, and I find it so funny. Um, that's I when I cut it. myself off. It's the most recent reference I have. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it has a lot of promise and I definitely would love to get a creator's opinion on this because it definitely holds a lot of, um, potential for creators to reach out to their fans in a new, a new way. I know the newsletter portion of it was very exciting for a lot of creators to use as a way to talk about content for their fans, similar to what like back pages would be for creators with, with the big two previously. So... There's a lot of potential behind it. They even have, set, uh, Substack has said they are trying to enlist podcasters for their, uh, for, for their uh, service. So I might look into that for us. But in general, that's why I wanted to talk about this from a unbiased perspective beforehand. Before I started doing more digging. Because there is a lot of potential. But I am fearful for comic shops when it comes to the material. So we'll have to I wait mean, and see the, how this develops.
1: The unfortunate reality is that comic shops are on the way out. And Mm. it, it is something that really cannot be avoided. I mean, it depresses me from both, you know, a comic book marketing standpoint and honestly, just as a small business standpoint. Because I'm very much about supporting small locally owned businesses that most comic shops tend to be. I mean, there are there are obvious exceptions like Graham Crackers and whatnot that I think has like 11 different locations. Yeah. But. But you know, and it's always really upsetting to see a local business go. But I think that time has come and gone. It is akin to the fall of the you know the newsstand, except on a less you know you know what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, and I feel like we still have a few more years of potential for the comic shop, and there could be oh god, a no, they're not evolution. closing
1: like tomorrow.
0: Oh yeah, no, no I'd definitely say not.
1: I'd say honestly, in I think we're gonna see a lot of drastic change at least in the next eight to ten years.
0: That's fair. Okay. So that is definitely uh, the end of our news discussion. We have about uh, half an hour to, 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 to uh, shoot the shit and talk about a few different of our favorite comic book ships. We want to um, hang out with you folks and talk about some of our favorite relationships that are in comics over the past few years and even have a little bit of, of a, dev- a debate on a few of them. There is at least two on my list that are, mo- are more debate-based rather than a favorite. Um, I have one that is just... Just like my all time like ride or die squad that I wish that Bendis wouldn't have destroyed because he's a I'm not going to insult the man because like he's a like I I have diverse opinions on him. But I still think he's a very good writer at times. Um, so
1: (laughs) I heard that addendum.
0: I had to, because I, I, I didn't want really to just call him on, like, like, like oh, he's a crap head or something. Like, like, that's not fair. Like, he has written some of the most, like, iconic stories of our lifetime, but he's also written some of the worst of our lifetime, like we talked about last week, like, like, on our last episode. So it's like, I don't want to just outright insult him. Like, like, be like, yo, you're a shit writer. Like, no, that's not fair. It's not true it's either. A, and it's but, also not true. Yeah, no. So it's like, it, it, the, he's just fallen to the wayside of, and, and, like, in, in, in time, and, and that sucks. But what I was going to say was my favorite all-time pair, despite it being very stereotypical to take like one of your only two black characters and shove them together and just do something with it, is T'Challa and um, Aurora Monroe. Because the fact that you took two of your most powerful beings in the Marvel universe and put them together and made them both king and queen of a nation and even in um the most recent comic book run that was done by Ta-Nehisi Coates they try uh, he he did his damnedest to try to repair the damage done by Brian Michael Bendis and it was very much like a um publicity wedding they did it on purpose like in in the uh early 2000s under the Reginald Hudlin run but what bothered me the most was the way um Brian Michael Bendis ended the relationship by just having T'Challa in one panel tell her to basically fuck off we're divorced because Namor controlled by the Phoenix Force flooded Wakanda. And it was such a drastic way to just give Storm a middle finger and then now with the the Coates run and the upcoming Ridley run trying to redeem that relationship because it is so dearly loved by fans. I want it to be repaired so badly, but not just forced back together. I want them to repair because there has been a lot of dumb things that have happened in in the the between time, like Wolverine and Storm fucking and shit like that. So,
1: Well, honestly, that's been kind of going back and forth for decades.
0: You're right. (laughs) And now we have a weird bi-thruple with Scott, Gene, and Logan, which is very strange. But, in general, it's it's one of those things where I just want that relationship to be respected, and I want it to be done right, and hopefully Ridley is able to do that with his upcoming run, which, does that even have a publishing date, or has it been a date again? I'll have to look into that. Um... Mary, uh, you're up to the plate next. What is a, a ship that you stand iconically in comics?
1: I mean, that's is that a serious question?
0: Hey man, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just asking the question. We are I here mean, to
1: talk. Yes, um, my all-time favorite comic book relationship is Kate Kane and Rene Montoya. And I've been screaming it from the heavens for, God help me, over 14 years at this point. God help me. Hang on, I just need to... Oh,
0: honey. Uh,
1: Okay, sorry. I am rapidly approaching 30, and it hurts my soul.
0: You're doing great. We love you.
1: Um, But it's just, you know... Because they were brought together in 52. Kate was actually introduced as an ex of Renee in 52. Mm -hmm. And a lot of character development for the both of them was built on the back of their previous failed relationship. And they've kind of, they circled around each other a lot in the years that followed. And it it gave birth to some incredible storylines. Um, Final Crisis Revelation. um, You know, Crime Bible. uh, Five Books of Blood. That you know, we got these incredible stories that they genuinely feel. If we're looking in the pigeonhole of like the pre-flashpoint universe, mm. they feel like the couple that you know they're truly meant to be with each other, but things never really worked out in time. You know. Yeah. And um, post the New Fifty Two, uh, removed Rene Montoya from continuity for several years. Until she comes back in Detective Comics 41, I think.
0: Yes, I think so.
1: But, you know, 40, 41, that kind of thing. But that's, you know, several years right there. And even then they started her character over. That, you know, she was working for the Internal Affairs Department. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really until Rebirth that we saw the two of them back together. Together, yeah, I'm using air quotes here that not like back together romantically, but like back together kind of in each other's circles because Renee starts to take a prominent side role in detective comics. Cause you know, if there's something shady going on, Kate will step back and call Renee. And um, obviously when Batwoman got her rebirth book, there was a semi heavy focus on Renee in the kind of weird future timeline that Tinian and Bennett created that kind of bled over from Detective Comics. Yeah. And then, towards the end of the book, in the last couple of issues, they kind of build up to the two of them getting back together.
2: And then and, nothing happened.
1: Uh, well, shut up. Well, and, <laughs> and, 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 somebody, a dear friend of mine, Laura on Twitter, uh sent me a link and I'm like oh my god Victoria look this is really cool and it was my christmas gift from Victoria of uh, it's not the it's not the original page it's not the original page but it is the mono print which basically means there is only a singular print made from that page so i have the only version so effectively is an original page so i essentially have the original page for the um The issue where they're kind of, like, holding hands and being all cutesy and shit. I'm actually looking at it right now because it's hanging up on my wall. Oh. So, and uh, for Christmas, uh, this past year, Victoria bought me two prints off Etsy. One of them is Batwoman and the other is Renee is the Question. Oh. So, yeah, I am incredibly invested in this relationship and I have been for a very long time and if I had to like say this is my favorite comic book relationship it is Kate Kane and Renee Montoya like Greg Rucka why did you do what you did in Lois Lane you broke my heart
0: All right, Travis speak on it Yes, give me something and you're not allowed to say Dick and Barbara or Dick and Corey because that's going to be a discussion we have after everyone gives a favor My I want to have is for thematic reasons. It's because of the the animated series, isn't it, uh, Travis? No, um, it's actually because of some of the comics where they're like have brief flings. Like they're never like together, together, but. Um,
2: They, they are. I
0: I dig the respect she has for him. See, here here, here, I I gotta, I gotta freaking give Tom. You can say what you want, but Batman runs around in a leather suit, and Wonder Woman runs around in a corset, high heel stiletto boots, and ties motherfuckers up.
2: This makes sense.
0: give, Give me a second. I have to hurt my. <laughs> I, have to, I have to physically hurt myself because of the fact that I have to give Tom King credit for something. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Are you so, okay? I I'm we not need... okay. But we we're need gonna to call get a doctor. We're, we're gonna get through this. So.
1: This, it... uh, Travis, do doctors still make house calls? and am about end?
0: <laughs> so. In the in the lead-up to Batman number 50, where we were supposed to get the wedding of Batman and Selina, there was the issue where where Diana and Bruce were trapped in, in a parallel dimension to uh, pay a debt to a friend of theirs because they swapped places with him so that way he could see a loved one. And they were stuck in a parallel dimension for a year. And they get very close to... We- Ten years it was ten years, wow, that's even worse ten years i that 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 that, that makes it even worse. I genuinely forgot that uh, the, the the year count anyway in that time frame, they spend a lot of time with each other, never yes. end up fucking, and they just tolerate each other and they respect each other on a dynamic that level makes no that sense. Su- surprisingly no
1: she, she yeah. Diana more or less tries to seduce him,
0: yes. And, and he's like, man. I love Selena. Pretty much, yeah. Like that. Tom King straight up like puts the fucking cock block on it and says, "Yo, we're not gonna proceed with this." And Diana's like, "I," right. and like, like like she ends up respecting him for it. And it's one of those things where, similarly to the new Fifty Two travesty that was the 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 Clark and Diana thing. I really don't think we need to have, like, incest hey, between hey, the Trinity. We, we don't talk down on Wonder Woman's bad bitch phase, okay? No, 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 no. That, that was not a bad bitch phase. That was called J- uh, Jim Lee really wanted to draw some weird art. And I'm not going to say She squeezed Orion's nuts for talking cross at her. That happened. But but we don't talk about the new 52, Travis. We We, we know this. <laughs> um... Did I say seventy five? Seventy five was going to be why James hates the new fifty two. Yeah, seventy five. Okay, so you yeah, know, it's just similarly to the the new fifty two <laughs> Superman and Wonder Woman thing. I just something, and, and I'm, not, I'm gonna let you speak on it because like like it is your favorite shit, but I'm gonna let you speak on it. But I feel like Kanye West right now. Um, I just I don't Kanye West think no, <laughs> I I don't feel like there should be like incest between the the Trinity, and they're like should this be a stoic respect. And granted, I don't want Diana to be with Steve Trevor either. Like, no, that needs to get the fuck out of here. I can't believe you just said that. And now I'm going to up my favorite couple to the thruple of the Holy Trinity. Jesus (laughs) Christ. It's just like, there should be something else. Like, there should be, like, yo, like, there's that, and I have to give Tom King credit again because I fucking hate it. There's that great, weird fucking issue where Lois and Clark go on a double date with Bruce and Selena. And it's one of the most, like, decompressed issue, Yeah, it really is a great issue. And I hate that I have to give Tom King credit for that because the idea of, like, Bruce wearing Clark's suit and Lois wearing Selena's suit is so fucking funny funny and they go to like 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 a halloween thing or a costume thing and it's so entertaining but it's just like that whole vibe was so just like yo you could like this should just be like yo what if what if wonder woman found herself a lady or a dude and they did that same shit in like a tri date thing that would be dope i'm not saying we should never let wonder woman fuck i'm just saying that wonder woman deserves her own piece of ass that isn't one of these two motherfuckers now, Travis, you may continue. I'm sorry.
1: I do want to point out something real quick about that Tom King thing in particular is that um, it was universally panned.
0: It was universally Even people.
1: Panned. Even people that ardently defended the run are kind of like, why is Wonder Woman just the sexy temptress?
0: Yes, that's why and I sort of glossed past it, it that because it felt weird to say that.
1: Well, it is kind of, it's important to point out that Tom King actually made a public apology for how Wonder Woman was written in those Two issues, I think.
0: It was two it was I think it was two issues. Yeah, two issues.
1: Yeah. But he, he made a public apology on Twitter for how it was written because people are kind of like, This isn't Wonder Woman.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: remember one comment especially uh basically just saying, You just wrote Talia and put her in Wonder Woman's costume. Ooh.
0: That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And now and- I
1: think it, honestly, in defense of Travis here, you know, first of all, I actually I, I, I don't hate Wonderbad either.
0: I don't hate it. No. I'm just like it's not my favorite thing. I think Diana I needs think... her own piece of ass. That's what I'm saying. All yeah. the reasons all the reasons that Diana likes Steve Trevor, Batman is those qualities times a thousand. Yeah, but I never said I like Steve Trevor uh, Trevor either. In fact, I said I hated Steve Trevor with her. No, I know. I hate Steve Trevor too, but he is not Bruce. I like Bruce. (laughs) I mean, we all like Bruce in one way or another, but like also we hate Bruce.
1: There is an issue, I believe it's Justice League of America, where Bruce and Diana, where Diana is considering, um, it's a singular issue, and Diana is more or less considering what kind of a life she could have with Bruce. And there's this little machine that she gets, you know, I'm I'm horribly streamlining the plot here. And the entire issue is just several different scenarios of what her life would be like if she was romantically involved with Bruce. I mean, we have everything from him aging and her not because she wouldn't. Um, she become, you know, Wonder Woman as Batwoman kind of a thing. Like they're all very bittersweet Mm. because there's always something that doesn't work. And she, she goes to Bruce with the information and she's like, look, I care very deeply for you, but I just don't think it would work between us. And Bruce is like, honestly, same. So they care. And I like Wonder Bat in a sense that I like that it I almost like that it doesn't work. Because yeah. like a
0: violent, passionate fire until Diana beheaded somebody and then Bruce would lose his <laughs> shit. Yeah.
1: But I mean, there's such a bittersweet, genuine affection between the two of them that I think in the right setting that it could work. And I think they both could be very happy, but it's kind of one of those in another time, in another life things.
2: Yeah. So,
1: and I, and honestly, like, I'm a, like, I I am a whore for, like, bittersweet romantic crap because that's, like, half of all lesbian novels. So I feel like I've been conditioned.
0: Travis, uh, I, was, I feel like we we let you well, like we sort of let you chime in in your own supposed to be your favorite moment. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Let, 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 let's give, let's give you your time Y'all to shine, At least you didn't. At least you didn't say, at least you didn't say uh, Batman and the rapist. I mean, Batman and and Talia al Ghul. Like you didn't do that. No, Tali and- is a fucking rapist, and I yes. will, I stand on that soapbox, and Thank I will you. put more soapboxes on that soapbox. <laughs> Thank you. But it's because,
1: been so conveniently retconned, guys.
0: Oh, I just hate okay. it. And, that, and that's the reason why I can't stand Damien, because he's a product of rape. And, like, that's why I am... And also, I, we should have fucking... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Damien's circumstances of existence are not his fault. <laughs> agreed! But, like, <laughs> M- Morrison wrote a fucked up book. And, like, yes, they are one of the most prolific writers of our time, and we should have put a fucking, like... Uh, I, I might need that. I'll have to put a fucking... Um, trigger warning in in the fucking credits of this I'd but say, like
1: put a content warning
0: yeah i'll have to put a content warning like halfway through the, the joke of this but like in general I, grant morrison i praise you for the work that you've done in in comic books but I, always, I if i ever get to meet you i will be the first person to look you dead in the eye and say damian wayne was a mistake not only from the from, from the concept but the, the execution and the fact that he's just a bitch so like in general if, i'm just grateful you didn't say talia so i will let you continue sir Well the reason why I like Wonder Woman and Bruce is because Bruce is like a a cold motherfucker and Wonder Woman is a battle-hardened warrior who also finds a way to not be cold as shit. And so she gets to Bruce in a way that really no one does. Like Selena gets to him, but not like this. Like she shares uh, a certain
1: degree of she Selena shares a certain degree of Bruce's nihilism.
0: Yeah, that's the truth, but it's like in the opposite direction as Bruce, whereas Wonder Woman is like, there could be hope to Bruce's, there's never hope, there's only planning. <laughs> um, And then, of course, you and- know, Bruce is in a, a furry-themed gimp suit, and she's <laughs> clearly dressed like a dominatrix all the time, and is very good with rope, very, very good with rope.
1: I mean, I it... it- Kind of was her thing for a while. Thank you, William Malton Marston, and your bizarre (laughs) sexual appetites.
0: Okay, so
1: and just I want to get meta with with Travis's suggestion here for a bit. Is that I think there's also something that could, and admittedly, this is meta and all conjecture and speculation and whatnot. But I feel like to Bruce, deep down in those little dark parts of himself, there may be something almost attractive. About the fact that she is the one person he cannot defeat,
0: and that, now you and know there's also a lot of Freudian shit going on with mother issues and Diana's yeah. nature.
1: <laughs> and I mean, in you know that's where all the prep time bros are going to come in. But like, now we've seen it on multiple occasions that he can't easily defeat her. She has no kryptonite.
0: Even in, t- in Tower of Babel, Mark Waid couldn't figure out how to fucking beat her, so he had to beat her with a crazy method of her fighting herself to death. Yeah, um, then there's a uh, piercing weakness I hate that shit
1: in uh, uh, Justice League League of One uh, Bruce tries to take her down emotionally and she calls him on it she's like I know what you're trying to do and it is not going to work in the uh, the Hikatea, Bruce doesn't try very hard because he knows it's kind of like a pointless effort but you know she gets him on the ground and puts her foot on his head like, and Bruce knows he's beat. So I feel like, you know, the furry, gimp suit, you know, step on me mommy part of Bruce would, would find that a little attractive. Fair enough. Or am I just projecting? Oh, cool.
0: No, no, you, well, you're projecting, but also you're correct.
1: <laughs>
0: like, yeah, no, you, you you very are much projecting, but you're also correct. But, um, okay, so we, we uh, I, I made sure to include a Marvel one, but also I agree, I, it is my favorite uh, ship. So... For the, sake of, uh, for, us, for the sake of the war that we are about to have, uh, I want to say both uh, both I love both of you. Um, this is going to be a two-part thing. Um, first of all.
1: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed yes. art thou amongst women. <laughs> so, Blessed folks, is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
0: Yes. Um, so Holy in Mary, ge- mother of God, you. Okay, so in general. Dick Grayson, uh, Robin, uh, Nightwing, uh, multiple different, uh, Batman, multiple different roles over time. Um, also, uh, Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl, a.k.a. Oracle, a.k.a. Batgirl, again, even though I hate that she became Batgirl and Gail someone, I love you, and I know it wasn't your choice, but I hate that you did that, wrote that. Um, in general, uh, Cory, uh, Coriander of the Planet Tamaran, uh, Warrior Princess, Amazing Fighter, a.k.a. Starfire, um, Guardian of the Teen Titans and Titans. Um, who wins? Oh, The love affair of Dick Grayson. Because, frankly, I think this debate is funny as fuck. Um, who wants to pick what side?
1: My genuine response is dump him and date each other. <laughs> because, think about it, think about it. Barbara <laughs> and Corey, unstoppable power couple.
0: Valid. Um, tra- Travis, your thoughts, and don't steal Mary's answer. Wait,
1: what? what? But, but but my answer is the
0: correct one. <laughs> it's the correct one. But I want him to have his own opinion. Because I want this well, to be a what's debate. What's to say my opinion <laughs> doesn't align <laughs> with Mary's? You're not asking controversial questions here. I wanted to have a fight between who wins, Cory or, or Barbara, but now you're ruining it. <laughs> because I want this to happen too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's because Dick is... Well, a dick. A, a dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Need yeah, I, dick is the fucking worst. It must worst. needs be remarked that there was an issue where Dick sleeps with Barbara mm-hmm. and immediately, <laughs> nearly immediately after tells her, hey, I'm still gonna marry Corey.
0: Like literally the and next K- day, he's gonna go marry Corey.
1: And Cassandra and Kane an beats, beats him. Yeah, and, and then invites her. And then Cass Kane beats him nearly to death. Yeah. So, like, Dick Grayson is an asshole. Now, granted, when the shippers start fighting, my ass runs for the hills.
0: That's like, why I wanted to have a fight with the shippers right now. Y'all ruined it.
1: <laughs> okay, look, because if, uh, you know... Let's
0: make the shippers mad with this one here, okay? Jason Todd and Roy Harper. Okay, hold up, hold, hold on, I'm hold figured. on, hold on. Make it happen. Can I admit... No, yes, Mary's, do, my, Mary's, really, in a, Mary's gonna do the thing Mary's gonna do the thing They pretty much already did it with the flamethrower in the shower thing So Travis I agree with you but I want Mary to put herself on blast So Mary how do, how, how do you plead
1: I don't Hate Jason and Barbara
0: That's disgusting No cause here's the thing I know <laughs> I know <laughs> A- after I mean, her. I'm
1: not talking about like running away and getting married. I'm talking about you know, like a, he has a small infatuation with her, kind of a thing.
0: Okay, but can we talk about how fucking creepy his introduction, like to like telling her was? He's like, yeah, but that's Jeff Johns being a harmed oh, by no, 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 the Joker. no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. No, I'm not talking that three jokers nonsense. No, fuck that. You no, know,
0: fuck Jeff Johns for that. That was stupid. But her, no, her, no, fuck Jeff Johns for bad. all
1: of that. But I like the you know I'm talking like main continuity Jason and Barbara because you know it was Batman Eternal he makes a comment about how you know uh, meeting Batgirl was an important moment for him and I like Barbara being an important figure in his life kind of like you know his first crush kind of a thing.
0: E- no. my, my philosophy is as long as it's not the Arkham Knight continuity where randomly Tim and Barbara no. are a thing, I don't care. That,
1: that's gross. Yeah, that's that gross. is more gross than. Yeah, that's gross.
0: That's better no no, 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 no. We will bring up The Unspeakable and talk about New 52's Bruce and Barbara. That's, not New that's, that's anime and series. That's not New 52. That's anime series. No, that happened in the comics, James. Did it? No, no. Yes. No. Yes, it did. No, it did Yes, it did. What yes, issue? it did. What issue? <laughs> Here we go. It was a Batman animated series tie-in comic. It wasn't the New 52. I know all the um, New 52 mistakes, and that was not a thing.
1: Well, the book released during the New 52, I believe. Ah,
0: yeah, but... Uh, that's... you know, like, Travis, I really think you're referencing the whole, like, oh, Bru- Bruce and, and Barbara did... fucked in the New 52, and then wait, she had wait, his no, baby. No, 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 because I'm talking about a comic. You know, so there's li- there's literally an yeah. animated series tie-in book where Bruce uh like uh, hollers at Barbara and she goes, "I'm pregnant. Oh, have you told Dick yet? I don't think it's his." That's an animated series tie-in thing because Bruce, Tim, and Paul Dini are weird.
1: They have a really weird boner for that. I mean, like it works as Barbara having a crush on him in the animated series. But, but when you,
0: do, when you th- do the killing joke thing and have a whole sex scene that even Tara Strong oh, is comfortable with, I'm seven weeks pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's literally uh, that's, that's an animated series tie-in. Okay, cool. Oh, <laughs> we,
1: and 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 it gets worse because then she goes and gets into an alley fight and, and then loses has the baby. My
0: dudes, hold on! <laughs> I forgot how terrible this was. I love how he like he had us like on on fucking like ready to fight somebody like yo this happened in the new 52 and then it's like oh no we were right the first time it's just fucking yo, okay it happened during the time of the new 52. Yeah, I don't it know. Was, he, in yeah, the it, it was, yeah, it was um, Italian comic. Okay, cool. Yeah, but uh, what I forgot specifically was how she's like, I'm seven weeks pregnant, and Bruce is like, I'll have to congratulate like, Dick. Dick He's, only been back, back like, He's <laughs> only been back for three. He's only been back for three. I hated that so much. Oh, anyway. Tyler Perry, what the fuck is this writing? <laughs> so, so um, who wants to hear my controversial shit uh, with, 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 with the DC teenagers? For it. Um, I think Corey and Vic work. Because, especially I've after the.
1: Never th- I've never thought about it, but I don't hate it.
0: Yeah, right? Because, like, um, I always loved it in John's Teen Titans run that. Um, Corey and Vic and Garf and Gar came back to teach like the young Justice kids, and then in Dan Abnett's um, fucking what was it uh, like fucking Justice League in space that was supposed to be like a, a Ultimate ripoff, and it was such a cool fucking book, and the whole pitch was just like Jessica Cruz, Starfire, Cyborg, and Azrael all in space. Oh, yeah, Justice League Odyssey. And it was such a cool pitch of, like, Vic and Corey taking these other two motherfuckers into space and then having a weird tie-in with Darkseid. And the idea that, like, Vic is able to find love with someone who also views themselves as a monster sometimes because they're from another planet. And, like, he sees himself as a monster because he's not fully human. That pitch has always been something I love to death. And what touched me so much about Justice League Odyssey is the end of it basically has, um them trying to fix a lot of the continuity mistakes of the New 52 and trying to fuse the New 52 universe with the pre-New 52 because that's what DC wants to do and make you forget that they were separate. And Corey and Vic get their memories back of when they were on the Titans and go back to form the Titans Academy, which don't read that book, kids. It's not good. And you, like, see them evolve. And I think Corey and Vic would be the bomb together. You said something fucking kooky. Say that one more time. Travis, I mean, uh, I think Corey and Vic would be great together. Ew! (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck? Why are you hating? I just spent all this time trying to escape. I, I just spent all this time trying to explain my point, and then you're just like, wait, repeat? What the fuck? Like, like how do, how do you get off? Like, explain why... Because you, you this ended funny. it! Because you... No, 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 no. You explained it, and then you ended it with Vic and Corey. Yeah. Vic and Corey. It, it sounds great. Bruh. Bruh. Why are you hating? It's a great pitch! I just can't. Explain! Just, no, mm-mm. You're not even giving me pushback. You're just saying no, no, like, 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 like. Corey's I, not okay. So like, Corey's like not smart enough for Victor. Um, excuse me, <laughs> excuse
2: me, <laughs> sir. You both I'm are sorry. Uh, I'm like,
0: sorry. We're, we're, we're not talking about um, like I'm a personal ship for Victor. Like, you're talking to a man who who ships Victor with just a mother box again. Oh my, like, God. and only that. <laughs> like, we're, like, like, Travis. We're not talking about like Scott Lobdell fucking orange slut in a bikini, um, like Starfire that we don't speak about anymore. We're, we're, we're don't, talking about. Don't,
1: James. Don't slut shame poorly written comic book
0: characters. Apologies, <laughs> but like, that's what she was. She was a piece of meat in a, a bikini, <laughs> like. I'm sorry, we're not trying to slut shame Corey because that's not what she was. Corey Cory Ander is one of the most badass bitches in all of Kyle. I'm trying to drilldo her with a cyborg either. But like <laughs> oh they're both, like, like you're making this weird, but I genuinely think they're two like lost forgotten souls that would be great together. And Mary's like, I don't hate it. And you're just like, no. Like, it's better than fucking Raven. I hate it. And it's better hate than hate Raven it. and Beast Boy. I hate it.
2: No, it's not. No, it's, it's
0: not. <laughs> it, and I'll, and I'll, let's break. Let's break down the fucking Teen Titans bullshit I feel here. Like it's a. I feel like your ship is a lesser form of Raven and Beast Boy. Except no, it, it's this a time, better form. No, no, damn, those are fighting more it really is because here's the here's the controversial opinion shippers i think raven and beast boy is gross because here's the thing beyond the 2003 animated series and teen titans go do you realize that raven is literally thousands or hundreds of years old because the fact that she just keeps putting herself in new white girls every other day like she just keeps coming back and garfield keeps getting older here's the problem here's the problem with that what um Beast Boy not a grown man, so I get the whole it's like weird. thousand years old thing and whatnot. It's but weird. isn't it isn't, okay? Is okay? So Raven with a grown ass man—that's not weird. I'm not. That's I, the I, 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 that's the I'm lonely argument. She's thousands no, 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 no. of years no, no, no. old. That's no, no, no. totally no. okay. No, no, no. You no, just no. made the Nick no, no, argument. No, 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 no. No. Here's here's my controversial thing. I think Raven would be a boss ass ship for Ace representation because she is this powerful being that could wreck whole like galaxies of people. I think Cyborg would be. No, no, no. no. Vic deserves love. Vic deserves to be out there in the paint. Just because he's a robot does not mean he doesn't deserve to be out there getting his thing. I think Raven... Mary, help me out here, because he, this is our first argument. Where Vic is above love, okay? Oh my Vic God. doesn't need anything except information, knowledge, and, and
2: in. You act like the motherfucker doesn't like, have a
0: soul. He does have a soul. He's the singularity, for fuck's sake. Please but but help I me think out here. Mary, <laughs> please help me. Please help me because this man's off his rock. Please nah, help me. nah, I, nah, I, I, you just, crazy. I'm just,
1: I'm just having fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we haven't agreed on something. I'm appalled at your reaction here. But you yeah, straight up are just I, like, I, no. A, it's like I've never, it's like I never knew who you were. Like, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it.
1: Okay, okay, because I'm having fun. Like, I, I'm having fun watching the two of you fight. So, I've developed a little game.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we I go. will
1: give the two of you a random ass ship that mm. I just made up.
0: Bet. Let's go. Oh, no. Bet.
1: And y'all are going to have to fight it out.
0: Let's go. Oh, no. Let's go.
1: I mean, okay.
0: We'll take my glasses off because this is going to be great. Mm.
1: All right. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it in. I'll do a couple DC and then I'll do a couple Marvel.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. I like it. Okay,
1: the first one is John Constantine and Dick Grayson.
0: Yes, I stand it. I stand it I so that. much. Not only because, and here's my, here's my reasoning, here's my reasoning. Not only because of the fact that John has this I, I, I iconic ability to involve himself with anything Batman related, but also because of the fact that because of Injustice and Tom Taylor, Dick has been dead man and had re- like like a relationship like. Partner relationship with John before, I think that would be an amazing step for Dick in the right direction. A, because we all know Dick is other buyer pan, like Tim, like, isn't a hey, we'll be doing an episode about Tim, Tim Drake be, being by soon because that's amazing for me. But in general, Dick, um, Tim isn't the only buy bi, bi bird in the house. So I think um, John and Dick would be actually a really cool combination. Travis,
1: what's Yeah.
0: Oh. I fucking hate that. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I vehemently hate that. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> why. Those two, as a, as a couple, is honestly some of the most toxic shit I can think about. You did wrong, though. I love how I actually give, like, reasoning behind it. You're just like, no, that's just toxic. <laughs> I love it's that. toxic as fuck, bro. Not Both of them are vacuous as shit and have fucking serious commitment issues. That's why they're perfect so for both, each other. <laughs> nah they'll cheat on each other and then fucking fight about it and and knowing the two of them it will come to a fist fight that Constantine will win because Dick doesn't have magic and then the fucked up part is, is that it's probably going to play out in some weird like oh you have me magically restrained because they're that toxic <laughs> fuck that <laughs> nope I don't want to read that shit like, <laughs> the best our show has ever been Mary, give me another one <laughs>
1: this, I love this i'm having so much fun okay let's do one that's try to do one that's really outlandish and i hope you know Uh, that i'm actually sitting in my room looking around at all my collectibles that's funny okay so i'm looking at my statue shelf we have aquaman which one and and black canary
0: I, I I hate that. That just so doesn't much. make sense. to me. Sense. I can't know. Even... I, <laughs> I hate that. Like I hate that on basic principle. That like no. A. I feel like I I feel like Dinah would hate him on more of a level than she hates that she loves Ollie. And B. I don't think Arthur could tolerate the independence that is. Dinah, because there's a difference between Mara's independence where she's like able to operate in her own capacity versus Dinah where if she doesn't like anything you say, she'll just beat your ass. Like there's a difference between the dynamics. So and Oliver and Oliver knows that firsthand. So I, I that that just wouldn't work at all. At at all. I feel like me and Travis agree this time. I don't think I can handle that one. That one's <laughs> a little rough. I'm trying to like make it make sense, but in my head it does not. Like, it's almost it as prepotru- it, and that's why it's, it's beautiful. It's almost as preposterous as the new like Aquaman and Green Arrow Tide like, like like team book that's coming out soon. It's like de- like like de- like uh, like underwater impact or dead impact or some shit like that. And it's it, it, like who th- who who threw this at a dartboard and and picked it as a pitch because it sounds horrible, but like it's the same thing. Like this doesn't work. Oh okay, my god, but... I have one. I have one, I have one, I have one. Alright, Travis, it. Go this for it. It. You do, do it, do this it. This might do piss it. you both off, you're probably both gonna hate it. Oh god. Do it. Guy Gardner. Oh god. And oh, no. Garth. Like, like, like Tempest Garth? Yes. Oh. That, on a, mm, mm, oh. on, a di- on a dynamic level, and here's the controversial thing, Travis, I don't hate that. I don't (laughs) hate that. And the reason why... Personalities, though. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like, other than, like, occasionally new books, because fucking Tom King is a psychopath who thought it would be a good idea to make a Garth alcoholic, you know, that's Roy's thing. Like, um, Garth is a pompous bitch, and so's Guy. But at the same time, I think you've written yourself into a pickle where you're in the same situation as Dick and John Constantine, where it would just be the same toxic but loving relationship. Where so, they fist fight and fuck? You, <laughs> literally. It would just be that. And I love that kind of dynamics, and you don't. So I'm down with that. Mary, what say you? See,
1: I don't know if it would be a fist fight and fuck. I think it would be like a just drunk hookup. And they don't even like actually get anything done because they're both fighting about who's going to be on top.
0: Like it, it very much. Like it reminds me of that like New Fifty Two Justice League Apocalypse thing where John Constantine looked over and said, "That's my ex." And Raven's like Harley, and he's like, "No, King Shark." That's what that feels like. Where oh no, like, have you haven't seen that? No, it's I so have. Funny. I'm just
1: I'm just reacting to the moment.
0: Oh yeah, no, like like. <laughs> Moment right there, it feels like that's what Tempest and um and Guy Gardner would be. Where it's like, you know, we hooked up once, we don't talk about it. Like that's what that feels like. But I can see it being like a toxic relationship thing.
1: Like, oh God, no! It would be, it would be beyond toxic relationship. Yeah, wise
0: yeah, like I, I can tell you, like, I can tell you the exact couple that I feel like it would match up with. Fucking um Ian and Mickey from Shameless. That's Guy Gardner and Tempest right there. Is Ian? Oh God! Uh, and, and, and and Mickey oh is right God. there. <laughs> Because, oh, like, Ian, because Ian is Garth where he's been, like, damaged and sheltered from being, like, underwater and whatnot, and Mickey is Guy Gardner. Like, it fits so perfectly. Uh, Mary, what was one of your Marvel ones? Because I love this. This is a great ender to okay. the episode.
1: Hang on. I have one more DC one. Go for it. Okay. Hawkman and Zatanna.
0: Ugh. Oh, I don't hate that. I don't hate that, honestly. Like that's the worst part because uh, here's, here's the most controversial thing. I hate Carter and Shayera, and the, and you're gonna hate me for and you're gonna hate me deep down, Mary, because it's oh, fucking, I
1: I hate I hate Carter just in
0: general. Yeah, I hate Carter in general. <laughs> but like the reason why I'm saying I love I hate Carter and Shayera is because of what fucking um they did to me with the Justice League animated series, where like. John and Shira just work because of like TV brainwashing, but like Carter just seems like a dumb like used to be black person, but is now a white guy. Like he's just a like a dumbass, and I don't think he works with anybody. Which whose idea was to, m- to make an a- an African um like a pharaoh into a white guy? Whose idea was that? that- that's like borderline whitewashing, and we don't talk about that anyway. The Mesopotamians. Um, I thought they were I thought there were Egyptians. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, you're making a joke. Okay. Um, okay, okay.
1: Okay, but like, th- th- that's complicated. Depending upon what time period we're talking about in dynastic Egypt. Oh God, my Bronze
0: Age. Oh yeah. And my
1: my Bronze Age is showing.
0: Yeah, that's right, gentlemen, um, and ladies, and gentlemen. We can crack history jokes. Honestly. Um. But yeah, no. Like Zatanna and Carter, they're like they're both kind of okay. toxic people with daddy issues. So yeah, that makes sense. i c- I could see that working. I could see Zat- okay, Zatanna gotta... falling for Carter.
1: Okay, I gotta try I gotta try this again. Okay. Because I, I want to get one that's, like, truly repulsive.
0: Do it.
1: But, like, I can't, like, do the ladies together because Bombshells already did that.
0: Yeah, you're right. And it did it well.
1: And I'm sorry, in no universe did I ever expect <laughs> to have to, to look at a love triangle. Granted, they're all teenagers. They're all teenagers, so it, it's fine. So, but a love triangle between Supergirl, Lois Lane, and Raven.
2: And that's it weird. works. That, that's and weird. it's weird. It's and weird. I love that it
1: works. So, okay, let me try and find one truly repulsive.
0: I don't know, I thought the beginning of Bombshells with Diana and Mara kind of worked, but that's just me.
1: Oh, no, 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 I'm talking about a ship to propose to the two of you.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: Okay. Um. he Superman. Superman. <laughs> And oh god.
0: You're like hurting your brain and it's kind of funny.
1: I'm trying to think of like the most like repugnant thing that I can.
0: I got a fun one. Superman and Big Barta. <laughs>
1: that's it, uh that's
0: just a power out. fantasy, like <laughs> I'm about say, it would be it would be it'd be Go are ahead. we gonna
1: revisit the time that superman and big barda almost made a porno because that's a thing that happened
0: that, that is a thing that almost happened well say, yeah that would just be more pegging that's literally what that would be is just more pegging I, I imagine a version of what happened in uh jessica jones when her and luke cage went at it but just on a larger scale yes also one of my other favorite uh great marvel ships is jessica is um fucking those two is like yeah luke and her I love that so much. It's one of my favorite ships of all time. And Venice, that's another good thing you did. Good job. Um Okay, so you
1: know. okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Superman and Catwoman.
0: Uh what? Uh I, I,
1: Superman and Catwoman.
0: How would that even remotely work? I feel like I feel like Clark on a Boy Scout level would just be like, "Sorry, Miss, I do not want to fraternize with you." That's, that's all I. That's all I get from that. It's just like I do not want to fraternize with you in, whatsoever. Like even on like a bad girl level, I don't see Clark touching Selena with a ten foot pole, other than like put her in jail.
1: Okay, one more. Here's a bonus one: Black Lightning and Poison Ivy.
0: I'm. I'm eh. Villain Poison Ivy or somewhat reformed Poison Ivy?
1: Villain Poison Ivy.
0: Um, nah, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it. I can't like, like, yeah, we can't do it.
1: Okay, so let's let's jump over to some of my Marvel ships.
0: Go for it. It'll be great when I end the show. Let's do it.
1: Okay. So, um, Dorm and Cyclops.
0: So there's a there's one of my favorite. Um, I, I, don't, I don't remember if Claremont wrote it or who wrote it, but there's that great um, comic book issue of of Uncanny X-Men that was sold with some of the, of the Marvel Legends books, like the Marvel Legends toys, where um, Scott and Storm fight over who should be leader of the X-Men. It's when like Storm has a mohawk and Storm doesn't use any of her abilities. She just fights them with her bare fists. And it's one of the most badass things ever. And that book tells you right there that Storm would break him and it would not last long. See, my, my Marvel ship is a little weird because I've only seen the tiny panel of it. But after that, I was truly interested, even <laughs> though I know the problem was going to be Thor. But it's Thor and Storm. Ugh. No. No. God, no. no.
1: That's, how, that's how you lose power.
0: Yeah, that's how, yeah. That, that that doesn't work. Yeah, that's how that's how you like lose power to the entire planet. It doesn't work.
1: But you know, she would she would break him. Like yeah, she would she... pick up Mjolnir and break him.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Because see, she she the, can pick it up. But the problem is, is that Thor is a multi millennia old fuckboy. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, my weird Marvel ship. I gotta say. Um, and I think, and I hate that, um, Endgame did this to me, and I hate Jason Aaron because of, like, his writing, because it kind of, like, made me interested in the idea, is Carol and Thor? Because I feel like...
1: Yeah, no, get out.
0: No, here, here, let let me explain, let me explain, let me explain, let me explain, let me explain. So, Do you keep your male power fantasy penis. No, the no, no, no no, 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 no no, 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 The, the, the <laughs> reason why is because it was after Civil War Two. It was after Aaron had no. finished his, his Jane run, and it was after, and it was, and it was after Life of Captain Marvel*, where Carol had went through some recovery. And it was that moment where like Thor has the gold arm and like like the gold hammer and he's doing better about himself and trying to be more heroic before the whole Kate's thing and Kate's giving him like the the the, the Galactus powers and shit that was stupid. I really feel like if Thor is in a king role and established himself and not being a fuck boy and Carol actually being herself. And that could be a really good power couple for the Marvel Universe, which is the two of the most powerful beings being able to measure up to each other. I think and- if, if they are not fucked up individuals at the time, like 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 Odin's son Thor and like fucked up mindset Carol, I feel like that could work. And that's why I had to like explain my reasoning before y'all were just like, "No." It's like that could really—they're talking about power dynamic. It's just though, like, there's that moment in Endgame where it, like, like they have that dick measuring contest, and he pulls up the uh, thunder, uh, the fucking hammer, the wood hammer. That's and he goes like, "I like this one. It feels like that power dynamic. If they're both in a good headspace, would be really fucking cool. And it's Endgame. better than her and Rhodey just because they're military. Now, for the audience that's unaware. Comic Thor is so fucking vastly different from the movie, movie Thor. Thor. Yeah. Oh Comic Thor. So vastly different. It, it, yeah. Comic Thor is like permanently brooding, shitty fuckboy self hatred pit, whereas you get like but in the, in, the, in a well, good like Happy time Bro in the but, <laughs> but in a good time when he comes out of a really dark period like what happened at the end of when Jane died and he got the gold arm and he comes into a good time like like at the beginning of, of uh, Jason Aaron's run or after the God Butcher arc before he lost his powers because of an event like, Thor has genuine good eras where he's just a badass. Like that time where he became king and had to go get everyone back to go move to Wisconsin. And Tony showed up and was like, hey, you're under arrest. And Thor beat his ass because he's like, bitch, you thought you could show it to my house and put me under arrest for not signing some fucking American law? Like, that was one of those moments where it's like when Thor's on his A-game, he's one of the most badass motherfuckers in comics. That's why I feel like if he's on his A-game and not being a buttfuck, that um, Carol and him would be the bomb-ass couple of the Marvel Universe. See, the problem is is that 75% of Thor's content is him, shit. Is, is him fucking sorrow-drinking in Valhalla and starting yeah. shit with Volstagg. That's not it. Is, yeah.
1: is he still fucking She-Hulk?
0: No. I think because Aaron that ended was- that. That was gross. That was gross. That
1: that was very gross.
0: It was gross. Because, like, Jennifer's going through a traumatic period of her life and randomly She-Hulk and Thor are fucking, and it was gross. I have an odd ship that I stand pretty hard. Go for it. She-Hulk and Juggernaut. No. No. Get. No. <laughs> and also, there's a new juggernaut now. Kane Marco isn't even juggernaut, so you failed that one right there. Well, or I'm no. saying Kane Marco. <laughs> nah. nah, son. That 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 that, that, that's, that that's the devil right there. You spoke. You know. Now, <laughs> now, for the, now, for the sake of like law- lawyer cest, I think Matt Murdock and Jennifer would be the fucking bomb. Lawyer-cest. But like
2: lawyer cest
0: i feel i feel like fucking J- uh, jennifer and matt murdoch with all of matt's da- uh, fucking family issues would be hilarious but that's just me um now Mary, is it
1: is it jen in her hulk form or just regular jen
0: like jen in a good time like that 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 scene at the beginning of Civil War 2 where she's presenting herself in her Hulk form, but she's in lawyer mode. Like that, like yes. I'm okay. confident. I will like, sign I'm, off on that. Yeah, see, like I'm confident in myself and who I am, and I could beat the and peg the shit out of Matt Murdock, Jennifer Walters. Like that would be fucking okay. awesome.
1: I have one, and this is the could could barely work in an alternate universe ship. Okay. Carol Danvers and Rogue.
0: Um, excuse you. I think it's Mary's turn to get the fuck out.
1: Because <laughs> I mean, look, Rogue's a good guy again, and they could. Carol can barely stand to look at her.
0: That would be so fucking funny. That'd be such but a I'm hate fuck. Like,
1: I'm. I'm. T- no, I'm talking like a bombshells level bonkers. Alternate universe, but main universe Carol and Rogue have to like react to it,
0: bro. That'd be but like in yeah. main continuity, that'd be the ultimate hate fuck. But anyway, um, what and uh, we're gonna end this on a Marvel ship that both myself and Mary want, and it is related to one of our topics this evening America Chavez and Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop,
1: and- <laughs> thank you, America,
0: and we and, and uh, America. America- yes,
1: that's their ship name. Is America-,
0: America? America should be a thing. We want it to be a thing, and that's it all we can
1: almost. We- a we- thing. And that
0: is and that is legally all we can say about the matter. Um, folks, thank. Oh thank no, you for-
1: he, he he went public with it. Oh, he
0: went public. Okay, then never mind. Um, yeah, yeah, America G- almost happened. Uh, Jeremy Whitley almost wrote it, and it was fucking amazing. Um, so yeah, uh, that's a great place to end the episode.
1: Oh, um. One of my absolute favorite Marvel ships is Nico and Carolina from Runaways, and also Karma and just any woman at this point.
0: Honestly, both um, uh, but- well,
1: <laughs> Karma and Danny Moonstar, or God help me, Karma and Kitty Pryde. Just saying.
0: Um, Danny Moonstar and Magic. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, no, <laughs>
1: Karma and Danny.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, from a New Mutants power dynamic, like hate fuck thing. I'm thinking like Danny and Magic would be fucking hilarious. Um, bu- all right, folks, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode of an extra long uh, episode of panel to panel. As Mary ewes in the background, um, uh, you you can check out this this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, YouTube, all those great places. Um, apparently, we're getting a lot of traffic on Bullhorn. I think that's like. A free podcast app that that shares an RSS feed with um Apple Podcasts. So if you're watching, listening to us on both, Go hi. Um, if you're listening to us on Spotify, which is also getting the main part of our traffic, hi. Uh, wherever you can listen to us, whether it be Audible, Amazon Music, Pandora, wherever, we are here for you. We would love to uh, hear your ideas and pitches for future episodes because we. Give
1: us really terrible ships to react to. Yes,
0: in in, in response to this episode, and we will do a follow up bonus episode on your on your ships if we get enough uh, responses. If you have horrible ships that we should react to, um, send them to us on Twitter in in the thread of this episode, and we will and we will react to them on a bonus episode. Um, we'll call it like sixty one point five or something. Um, in, in regards to that. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, at PGP underscore podcast, which is where you where you should reply to this episode. And you can follow up the website, On Comics Ground, on Twitter, at On Comics Ground. And you can check out the website, on-comics-ground, on Twitter, I mean, on Twitter and Instagram, and the website itself, dot com, wherever you want to check out our reviews, previews, and solicitations. Um, Travis, you talked at least this episode because you sh- sat in horror of me and Mary. What is your closing statement of this episode of Panel to Panel? Uh, I'm trying to think of another disturbing, hateful ship for the both of you. Uh, Shit, it's not working. Okay. Well, while he tries to Uh, think of one, um, (laughs) um, Mary, what is your closing statement for episode 61 of Panel to Panel?
1: We're going to do a crossover ship. Cyclops and Wonder Woman.
0: That checks out. I I, <laughs> I, check I, out 100. <laughs> I, I will only stand it if it's Marvel now, Cyclops, where he thinks he's a freedom fighter.
1: Nope, 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 nope. We are talking 90s fuckboy Cyclops.
0: No, why can't it be Cyclops? Is right, Cyclops. Damn it. Oh. No. If we're
1: going with like like the absolute just
2: damn. grossness
1: <laughs> of that ship, we're gonna make it. No, no. Okay, 90s fuckboy Cyclops. And Frank Miller's Wonder Woman.
0: Okay, on that there note. There it is! Note, on that note. Um, oh, God, I'm going to throw up. Um, <laughs> on, on, on that note, uh, folks, my closing statement, as always, is support your local comic book shop. Shout out to my local comic book shop, Rubber City Comics, where uh, we will be doing some bonus episodes soon when Mary and Victoria come to visit me. And we will be doing some awesome bonus content with them as well soon. So get ready for that. Um, and, we have, and we have some cross... Uh, what's up, Travis? Matt Jim Jaspers and cletus cassidy oh
1: god
2: (laughs) Uh,
0: you've hurt my soul and i'm going to end this episode folks thank you for tuning into this episode of panel to panel uh we will catch you very
2: full
1: of grace (laughs)
0: oh we will catch you next week on panel to panel peace out